Well, hello and welcome to another two network match report. It's finished at St Mary's, it's finished at Southampton nil, Newcastle United nil. That's our third nil nil away from home, our third point of the season, our third goalless draw, our third clean sheet in the league. But once again, it's just not enough. Um, we were, you know, many, many people were complaining about the performance against Brighton. I thought we did a lot against Brighton. I thought in terms of actual performance-wise, chance creation, we were pretty... It was probably one of our best games of the season. Yes, you could argue, well, what does that tell us about how poor the rest of the uh, performances have been? However, I thought people jumped on the wrong match to start questioning the tactics, to start questioning this and that, performance, commitment, all this kind of stuff. Today, we seemed committed defensively, I thought a few players had had excellent games. I thought Debravka made a couple of very important saves. I thought Fernandez was a huge, huge um, reason why they didn't score. I thought Dummett was excellent as well. I mean, the pair of them were probably my standouts. Um, certainly in the in, in our defensive third, I thought they were just brilliant. Um, led by example. Through both of them equally as well, through their bodies in the way of, of shots to block, you know, very dangerous goal-bound efforts as well. So, you know, if we're, if we're going to try and snatch some some positives out of this, is that defensively we were solid, and and to be honest, we would, we were, we probably gave away more uh, chances. We allowed Southampton to have more shots, miles more shots than than Brighton. Uh, than we did against Brighton last weekend. Yet we conceded one against it. That, that's why football's weird and statistics are can often be very confusing and anomalous. But whereas we had this kind of defensive solidity, and I mean, I, I even look at the likes of Kennedy today and Shelby, who both, you know, in terms of interceptions, ball recoveries, they were both, you know, leading the pack. Um, you know, not just from the Newcastle players' perspective, but from you know the the whole of the match. But but said that you know the fact that our two of our most creative players were probably most you know they'll be their performances were most noted for their defensive contributions, and therein lies the problem. We had the the you know the performance today. The possession was pretty much 50-50 today, yet we had six shots in total, none on target. Granted, a couple of those were blocked. Um, Muto and um, Kennedy in the first half. Rondon had an opportunity um, as soon as he came on, actually, and that, that, that's where we were lacking up front. And let's get let's get onto the lack of potency and the lack of creativity as well. We just seemed to show nothing. We didn't. I, I felt that the combination of Muto and Perez was just far too weak for the strength that they have at the back. Wesley Holt is uh, one of those players. Stevens as well. He's Jack Stevens, he's uh, I fairly rate him. I think he's a, a pretty decent young English player. But like the likes of Muto and Perez were just getting you know bumped off the ball so easily. And I think had Rondon been fully fit, he would have absolutely started. I think the only reason Rondon didn't start wasn't for tactical reasons. It was literally fitness because as soon as he came on, he was clever. He was intelligent. He could hold the ball up. He's got the strength. He was laying it off, and that's just something that I think we missed for you know the majority of the game. Now, when we started the game, we seemed to be in possession quite a lot, and 
Southampton found it very very difficult to you know to to get warmed up for this game and we were we were we were controlling things but then I think it was kind of like the middle section of the game was just all Southampton particularly after the break they peppered us uh, they obviously had a rocket up their arse from Marcuse at half time and it was only kind of the last 10 minutes that you know once uh, like the likes of Rondon came on Key finally made another appearance um, which I've been waiting for for a long time actually um, just to mix it up a bit it's good to see him back Atsu came on for Perez after sorry Atsu came on for um, Muto um, I guess again just fatigue um, but, but but the last sort of 10 minutes we looked most likely to maybe nick something I mean it would have been a, a really scabby win in fairness like um, you know Southampton for all of their their chances the 22 shots very similar story to was last week maybe that they just weren't potent enough and um, you know beyond the commitment and integrity of our defence today they just they just couldn't seem to trouble Dubravka too many times like you know Austin chance in the first half Austin ended up coming off injured Gabbiadini um, came on but it was when he kind of went right into Dubravka and he ended up injuring his own shoulder um, but yeah it was I just we just lack I think we felt we seemed a lot more composed than I expected us to be away from home and at a ground or at least away to a side that we're not used to getting much from um, historically in the Premier League you think about the Matt Letizia years um, you think about you know, players like Shane Long, who did come on in the end, he's just one of those players that always seems to nick a goal against us, causes trouble, even if he doesn't, he might score three goals all season and he'll score two of, the, two of them against Newcastle, won't he? Um, so that's really, that's frustrating, um, that we, for, for them certainly that they didn't, you know, it's frustrating for, for, for their fans that, I mean, I don't think they've scored at home all season, I think is the, or certainly in the last five games now, but we really, really didn't offer enough to win. We didn't. Had we won that, we would have. That would have been, as I said, a very, very scabby, scabby three points. But we it just feel like felt like we needed just something, anything. Um. But it, it just it just it just didn't happen. Um. There's a couple of times where. I think Kennedy got fouled, wasn't given, um, and Shelby sort of almost took it out on. We, we got we got the foul on Shelby, but then Shelby went in to sort of scissor on, you know, somebody, one of their players from behind, and there was a bit of that could have gone nastily wrong in terms of a red card. It it wasn't um, it wasn't. I think you just got a talking to. There was another opportunity. There was another moment in the centre of the pitch where I thought Kennedy had gone in for a stamp tackle, and I wondered if this was again just complacency and, and frustration seeping in after a, a fairly composed start and whether this is an amalgamation of all the frustrations all season and on and off field but having seen the replay he, he didn't stamp it was um, I think the player made a lot more of it than it was and he didn't touch him basically so there was a couple of moments where I kind of was that could have that could have been nasty but Solid at the back, but just nothing up front. Um, very disappointing. You know, there was a couple of late free kicks for either side that could have led to said scabby winner, but um, it, it, it nothing came to fruition. And it's 
it's difficult to know how to take this. I mean, I think, I think under normal normal circumstances, you'd hundred percent take a draw in pretty much most away games you'd you play in the Premier League. But I think both sides will be looking back on the day and just thinking that is a wasted opportunity. I mean, at least for Southampton fans, they've got they can they can celebrate the fact that they really took the game to us and really you know had a go. It's kind of how last week should have gone, really. You know, we shouldn't have lost last week. A draw probably would have been difficult to take, given how dominant we were. But, I mean, before the game... And this is what I don't get about frustration of last week, um, about his tactics, is that he actually went for it last week, Rafa Benitez. And it's not... He's not just doing the same thing every week. To the... To, to people who like to whine, he's doing the same thing every week. He's not. We've played five at the back before couple of times this season we've played 4-2-3-1 but more cautiously more conservatively whereas today well certainly um well the, the start of today we absolutely you know we, we we took the game to them against Brighton we absolutely took the game to them in a 4-2-3 it was probably the most attacking performance we've seen all season from us last week yet we get lambasted and yet Rafa has been lambasted previously for being too defensive so it's like you, you cannot win. Do you know what I mean? If you're going to whine about it, you're, just, you're going to whine, aren't you? So, very, very frustrating in that respect. And he was nearly, you know, he was, he was considering playing uh, Fabian Shaw in a, in a, in a five-man defence today, but he decided to go with this more attacking um, strategy that, he's, that we've had in the previous two games. So, again, we can't blame Rafa for not going for it. But we just the performance wasn't there. The motivation is low. I'm a, I just don't think we have the personnel. To... <laughs> we needed a fit Rondon, basically. Maybe a fit Rondon would have seen a different story. We would have had a bit more joy. We would have gained territory in the final third. Someone that the ball sticks to. But we, the ball just wasn't sticking to Muto and Perez. And it just wasn't there day to day. It just didn't happen. And it's very frustrating. It's It, it feels like we, we, we could have done something. We haven't lost... I think a defeat would have been awful, absolutely awful. But I think a nil-nil, as with the other two nil-nils, you might all say very, very winnable games. Yeah, on paper, but it's 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 at the minute it's kind of less about what we've got on paper, which isn't a lot at the minute at all. And we're stuck with it till at least January or probably beyond, because I don't expect Mike Ashley to put his hand in his pocket at all, because why break the habit of a lifetime? But I just think it's, you know, performances. Because our score depth is so shallow, we've got nobody in backup to push the competition for players, then performance will suffer. Um, complacency will seep in because, like I say, people don't have to try that hard and train to know they're going to start because we just don't have the personnel uh, to push them to the limit. So... And when the same people are playing every week, that's there's a fatigue that sets in, um, and, and and that can be an issue as well. So I think these are the factors that are coming in. I saw you know Rafa at the full time whistle looked, he looked frustrated and he looked and thought that is a missed opportunity. That's the, the body language I got from him. He's not going to be happy, especially you know as I said, both sides will look at the other team and just think ah oh, we could have. We could have done some damage here. They're a team in crisis, and I think you know that's rightfully could be said for both both of us. Southampton haven't been 
as potent as they have been for a couple of seasons now. Whereas we've sort of been very hot and cold. We've shown flashes since coming back in the Premier League, but then also we've gone on these long runs, one last year, another one this year now, where we've gone X games without a win, and it's 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 it's, it's really troubling. Now, on the back of all of this, um, on the back of all, all, all these results and, and, and ill feeling um, from um, fans and towards Mike Ashley, for example, uh, the Magpie Group have um, yesterday announced a, a, a huge schedule of upcoming protests. There'll be more details to come for about each and every one of those, but th this basically takes us up um, up until Christmas in terms of activity, um, home and away. Um, but I'll just quickly go through them now because I think we want we want to try and reach a, as big an audience as possible and get as many people involved. So. Um, against against Watford, um, there'll be flyers handed out with with information about the protests and fact sheets as well. Um, there'll also be a post match uh, protest at the Milburn reception, um, which is where the team buses come in um, and where basically where the posh seats are. Basically, where Mike Ashley has installed a brand new shiny SportsDirect.com signage in that glass reception. Horribly tacky, but. Yeah, yeah, it's unsurprising, isn't it? So, uh, so that's on the home game against Watford on the 3rd of November. Uh, there'll be no protest for the Bournemouth game on the 10th because it's Remembrance Weekend. Um, we didn't feel that was going to be uh, particularly um, in good taste to have any protest action there. So that's there'll be, there's, there's, there's purposefully no protest for the Bournemouth game. Um, the Magpie Group will be heading down to Shirebrook um, Sports Direct HQ in Nottinghamshire on the 17th of November to directly protest against Mike Ashley. Uh, and, and this is one of the key ones against West Ham on the 1st of December. There's a proposed 11th minute delay to going into the game. Um, the 11th minute signifies 11 years of Mike Ashley's uh, wonderful tenure at our glorious football club. So. The message is have an extra pint before you go in and go in at 11 minutes past three instead um, in, in show. So you still get to go to the game. It's just you're delaying. For, I mean, a lot, of people, not, a lot of you might not even... <laughs> a lot of you might stay in the pubs anyway till, <laughs> till uh, 10 past three anyway, so it might not make much difference to a few people, but, but that's the intention. Um, against Everton in midweek on the 5th of December, um, there's, there's, there's plans for a joint protest against Sports Direct in Liverpool with Everton fans in solidarity with Newcastle, travelling Newcastle fans. And the Wolves game on the 9th of December will be a boycott. Join us for that. It's, I know it's a very difficult decision. It's a very difficult decision for me. I, at the start of the season, I, I, I didn't want to boycott, but I just think this is, we want to do something sooner rather than later. There's been a lot of push on social media for a boycott. Um, and we need to act basically before January, to push the issue. Because if we boycott after January, well, that, it's too late then. It's absolutely too late. We need to do... By doing nothing, absolutely nothing will change. But by doing something, there's at least a tiny, tiny opportunity and a tiny chance that something might change. So that's why there's going to be a boycott. And it's a televised game as well. So the intention is that it will look badly for broadcasters and advertisers and... The book will stop with Mike Ashley for that one. Rafa's said he doesn't want to boycott. 
Kevin Keegan has said he doesn't think we should boycott, but I think this is bigger and we need to get our club back. And this is about ridding the club of a poison, and that poison is Mike Ashley. Um, on the 22nd of December against Fulham, um, there'll be multiple protests. There'll basically be a Northumberland Street protest outside the Sports Direct there. Then we'll all walk up to Strawberry Place and protest there. And then it'll be another protest at the Milburn reception. So it's a three-pronged attack, three-legged. Um, stop off at pubs halfway along if you want and then join us back outside afterwards. Um, and then against Liverpool on Boxing Day, again, another Liverpool-based uh, protest. There's going to be another joint protest against Sports Direct in Liverpool. Um, so the message to Mike Ashley is this is not blowing over and I encourage you all to join us in that activity if you can and please tell people, certainly people that are on, on social media, your friends and family, tell them what's going on. There's a graphic going around on Twitter at, at the Magpie Group underscore. Um, if you're interested, um, there's, a, there's a forum on themagpiegroup.co.uk forward slash forum where you can start conversations, ideas about future activity. If you want to volunteer to help, you can sign up on that, on that website as well or contact um, the Magpie Group on Facebook or on Twitter as well. Thanks very much for that. Um, another clean sheet, maybe something to build on next time, but we'll see. Um, it's certainly not a defeat and it's an extra point on the board, but just not good enough up front. Defensively, lots of positives to take. Thanks very much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do subscribe um, and like this vi uh, video and sign up for your notifications as well. I'm also on SoundCloud and iTunes if you've been listening to this in audio mode and um, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, the Two Network. I've been Adam, thanks very much. This has been another Two Network Match Report. Bye-zee-bye.